Hey junkies, welcome to Movie Addicts Anonymous, where every media junkie is welcome. I'm Jay here, and today I am doing round four. The big round four of my Spider-Verse showdown, doing Into the Spider-Verse versus Spider-Man Far From Home. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, I think it's going to win this entire competition. It's so, it's such a good film. It's done so well that, like, it's it, it almost feels not fair to put it up against all these other movies because they just did it it's just done so well and i know it's like animated it's basically like they have every spider-man ever put into a movie so of course that's going to be better that's what i think anyway and um still getting used to this new setup for the youtube videos camera angle looks weird i don't know you see my fish in the background i guess i don't know where to look i'm trying to look at the camera but you know what? You get used to it. You just gotta roll with the flow. Is that the saying? I don't think that's the saying. I don't know. But Into the Spider-Verse versus Far From Home. Uh, Far From Home is also a good movie. I really did enjoy on rewatch. I know that it's, um, I've said this. It was the first date with my ex-boyfriend that we went saw Far From Home. And rewatching it didn't remind me of that. And plus, I don't really, I kind of like black out most first days because they're like super awkward. So I don't even know what happened, honestly, because it's just too much, just too much to handle. So you just kind of like black it out. Not that I, I mean, I probably was drinking, but not blacked out from being drunk. That was my dryer. Finally, that's done. So anyway, Into the Spider-Verse. This movie came out December 14th, 2018. It was only a $90 million budget. Um... I mean, that's still quite a bit of money, but this is animated, so it's probably why it wasn't as much. Um, it opened at $35 million. Domestically, it brought in $190 million, and worldwide made $375 million. So it made a lot of money for what they put into it, but it just does not add up to the Far From Home numbers. The Far From Home numbers are wild. I mean, all big Marvel movies like that are just making so much money now. I wonder, it's going to be interesting to see if that's the same with Black Widow once oh, after this whole fucking pandemic quarantine lift, if we ever go back to movies. I want to see how much Black Widow is going to make because all of the Marvel movies that recently came out were making so much money. It had to kind of like end because there's, to make a, over a billion dollars for like every movie you're putting out, like when... When does this end? That is a lot of money. Like, that's insane. Like, they... Marvel Studios must have so much. So much money. But yeah, there's... I'm just... It was really hard for me to think of a favorite moment for Into the Spider-Verse because it's so good. I mean, basically the whole movie is, like, a favorite moment for me. I really enjoyed every time we jump into an origin story when they do that montage of like showing the comic book and like, let's do this again. And they show every character's origin starting with the original Spider-Man, which I kind of, it felt like it was the origin story from like the Raimi films, almost like the original trilogy. Um, basically like your average, what everyone knows Spider-Man's origin to be same as, the um i'm trying to think of the names of the uh two different spider-man but the spider-man that's played by nick miller 
um, from New Girl. That's not the actor's name, <laughs> but that's what I like to call him. Um, he's the one that's like fat and overweight. Ugh, I can't remember his name. I'm going to have to edit this out because I need to look up some stats. Because I know that they each had like a different like middle initial or something like that. I'm pretty sure. Spider-Verse right here. Okay. Jake Johnson. That's his name. Okay. And then the original one's like voiced by Chris Pine. So I'm going to say that yeah so jake johnson is partners and nicholas cage spider-man noir the best chris pine is our peter parker okay so peter b parker um i don't even know where i was going on this tangent because i had to look this up because i'm usually way more prepared than this i was not prepared for this and i'm like sweating it is so hot right now and i can't have any of the air on because I'm recording. I don't know where you guys are, but here in Maine, it's like 90 fucking degrees, literally. Uh, but yeah, okay, yeah, I was talking about the origin story. So the origin, we first see the our Spider-Man, Chris Pine's origin story. Then we go into Jake Johnson's, uh, Peter B. Parker's story, origin story, which is pretty much the same except for that he ends up breaking up with MJ and kind of getting overweight, which is hilarious. And then we get into all the other ones. The noir. His is really awesome. I love when he's like, I sometimes burn matches down to my fingers just to feel something. <laughs> That's such an amazing line. Like, Nick Cage does an awesome job as uh, Spider-Man noir. It's hilarious. I really love him. Um, and then we see Gwen Stacy, like Spider-Gwen's origin. She is... Uh, it, her comic book run, was it's kind of just the opposite, where instead of she dies, Peter dies, and then she becomes a hero. They're all bitten by a radioactive spider, which is hilarious. Uh, Penny Parker, we see her origin story of, like, she's in, like, in the future, and she has, like, a robot. That's always good. Spider-Ham, voiced by John Mulaney. His is hilarious. He has a really funny quote, too. Um, like, he works for, like, the... I don't know, the Daily Beagle, I think that's what they call it, instead of the Daily Bugle. <laughs> it's really hilarious. Uh, I was, uh, and Gwen Stacy was voiced by Haley Steinfeld. She did really good. I love that. So that was a, so those are kind of all of my favorite moments, really, because that's when I felt the most like excited and uh, pumped for this movie is when they kept going into the origins, like, let's do this again. And then they end the very one when you see Miles put on his uniform and they show his comic book which is awesome um also i really like the uncle aaron reveal when you find out that he is the i don't even know what that the evil villain's character's name is it's like something like predator i don't know it's not because it doesn't really say like what he is or like the name of the guy that he plays but like he's just the villain guy with like the claws you guys need to help me out here what is that super villain's name but you find out that it's uncle aaron and that's such a good moment when he's like turns invisible and sees him like he's like right in his face and he sees that it's uncle aaron it's very sad and that's a awesome favorite moment too um, let's see, my favorite line in the Spider-Verse probably is everyone knows that the best, oh yeah, 
when they're <laughs> so Miles is trying to get Jake Johnson, Peter B. Parker, Fat Peter Parker, to train him how to web sling, and he just won't do it because he doesn't want any part of like kids or training or any of this nonsense. He just wants to get home, and so he's they're running from the new this universe is Doc Ock, which is like female version Doc Ock. Love her. She is such an amazing part of this movie because you don't realize that it's going to be Doc Ock until she pulls out her all of her arms. So it's really awesome. Who was she? Catherine Hahn was voicing her. She sounded really familiar, and I feel like I know this actress. Oh, there she is, Catherine Hahn. Yes, okay, I love her. She's a really funny actress. Yeah, she's in Bad Moms. She's in a lot of things. She was on Parks and Rec. Yeah, okay, so she's very well-known actress and hilarious, and she does really good in this movie. So I, so when they're web-slinging, he goes, everybody knows that the best way to learn is under intense life-threatening crisis. That's an awesome line. And then, of course, the it's a leap of faith. That's all it is, Miles, a leap of faith. And that's a really meaningful, good quote because that's really what a lot of life is all a lot of the time is just one big leap of faith but this is such a good movie just going over all of it especially when i talk about the age code there's so much good humor heroes heart can't really go into hotties because they're <laughs> animated so that one's gonna go to far from home but um i just really really enjoy this movie and i think it's probably like i said the best made well done spider-man that we've had so far and i know they're doing a sequel and the only thing is i'm just worried about them being able to live up to this movie because it's so good if we get into the stats of far from home so far from home spider-man far from home came out july 2nd 2019 and it was the same director as spider-man homecoming the budget for this movie was 160 million so quite a bit more than Into the Spider-Verse. Opening weekend, it made $95 million. Domestically, brought in $390. And worldwide, this movie made $1.1 billion. Billion. With a B. B-b-b-bill. So, these uh, Marvel movies are making billions of dollars. What's happening? That's so much money. I understand Avengers, but even just a Far From Home movie? That's craziness. Because uh, Into the Spider-Verse made worldwide $375. Far From Home made domestically more than Into Spider-Verse made worldwide. That's insane. That's craziness, guys. Crazy. This movie was good, though. Um, it's not my favorite. I, I like Homecoming better than this movie. Um, I, again, like it felt bigger than Homecoming, but still not huge. It still felt contained which is hard to explain because I know that they're like in Europe and stuff. My favorite moment in Far From Home is probably Peter and MJ's kiss at the very end because there's a lot of buildup to that. They kind of, the only thing that's strange about this movie is they kind of like shoehorned in Peter really, really in love with MJ, which I understand because he is a teenager. So that happens a lot. Like you just, you think you're just madly in love out of nowhere as a teen because he is 16 in this movie. But it didn't end... Like, the first movie didn't end with him acting or saying that he was madly in love with MJ. And I'm glad that they are because they I really like them together. 
and they have good chemistry, not Garstone chemistry. No one can match Garstone energy. That is just fire. But it is the same. It, it, it's, oh, it's on par with Garstone. But because uh, Tallinn and Zendaya, those are the two people, Tallinn, <laughs> Tom Holland and Zendaya, play Peter and MJ. Yeah, I mean, they're good. I love that she finds out on her own about that he's Spider-Man. And Ned's like, oh, he told you? She's like, no, I figured it out. She's like, like a while ago. Uh, she's so good, so funny. He goes, you're pretty. She's like, oh, so I have value? And he's like, no. She's like, it's fine. You're pretty too. Like, she's really hilarious. And it's cool how they factored in the whole five-year jump and everyone disappearing. They kind of just, like, make a joke about it. They call it the blip. They're like, yeah, a lot of these people blipped out they should be five years older but they're not it even showed uh flash thompson like drinking and she goes he's not 21 he's he blipped he, he's still only 15 or 16 it's really funny um so that's a really good moment at the end of the movie when peter and mj kiss and it's so like real and awkward and they kind of just like lean into it and it they do a good job like I said in Homecoming, of making these people feel like kids. Because they really are. And then another really, really awesome scene in Far From Home is towards the end of the movie as well, when Peter's building the new suit, like on Tony Stark's like special jet there. And he's kind of, he's using like the holographic technology and he kind of even has like the same like clothes and stuff as Stark. And Happy looks back at him. And you can tell Happy just sees Tony in him. Because we kind of forget that Peter is supposed to be super smart. So we don't really dive too deep into Peter being really smart in these films. Because I feel like Andrew Garfield's movies did really well. Tobey Maguire not so much either. I did there and I also did like the line when he's talking with Mysterio and he goes don't ever apologize for being the smartest one in the room cuz his Mysterio like when he was acting really nice to Peter and trying to get on his good side he was a really cool guy and I knew the whole time I knew Mysterio was a villain but I could f understand why he felt so betrayed Peter cuz he really looked up to him but yes that scene when peter's building up his new uh red and black suit which is a baller suit one of my favorite looks for spider-man and happy's reminded of tony that's a good moment my favorite line it's by mysterio when he goes it's easy to fool people when they're already fooling themselves that's so cool because that is a big part of mysterio as a villain is that he gets in your head and that's how he fights because he doesn't have any powers it's all illusions um uh, in the original like comics and tv series i'm pretty sure he was like a visual effects guy for like movies and stuff it was cool how they tied it into all the other films the iron man films i love that they showed that scene <laughs> from iron man one when he's like tony stark built this in a cage with a box of scraps He's like yelling at that <laughs> scientist. That's such a funny line to me. I think that's probably like my favorite line of Iron Man 1 or Iron Man 2008. 
Um, and then also another really funny line is, is, is it your Peter Tingle? Peter Tingle just in general, Aunt May. She's hilarious. She's like, don't call it that. Um, that is pretty hilarious to talk about his spidey senses. And the spider sense, they do, they do very subtly in these films. Um, it's just kind of, he just kind of can tell when things are up. It doesn't, like, you don't see it. It's more like in the original trilogy, you could like, they added like a sound effect and he got like really in like zoomed in or something. And this one, you kind of just, it's subtle in infinity war, like his hair and his arm raises up. Um, but I did like it. So Peter Tingle is really funny. Every time they use that in the line in the movie, it's hilarious. So that's a good line. And yeah, so it's easy to fool people when they're fooling themselves. And it is true. And I really like that. That was the line that stuck out to me. But these two movies, just before even getting into the age code and putting them up against each other, I just know for a fact that Into the Spider-Verse is going to win. I mean, it's going to get far in this competition. I love Into the Spider-Verse. It's so good. It just hits on so many levels. And Far From Home, it's, it is like a fun blockbuster movie. But it's just really not that like not that outstanding honestly out of all of them because i have watched all of the movie all the spider-man movies now from spider-man 2002 to into the and far from home i have watched every one and i'm saying into the spider-verse is really up there for me that's the one that i like enjoyed watching the most uh i didn't even like homecoming that's one of my favorite movies ever but this one it's really good. I hadn't watched it since it first came out. And it's very, very rewatchable. And I love it a lot. But yeah, so before I get into the H code and put these two movies up against each other, I'm going to take a quick commercial break. And we are back. Now to talk about the H code. The age code is how I rate all my movies. It's how, what I just really look for in a movie. And that is humor, heroes, heart, and hotties. And these movie, both of these movies, probably Into the Spider-Verse doesn't have the hotties because uh, they're it's animated. So they're just not really super hot because they're cartoons. Um, and I really can't, like I said in my Homecoming review, same as Far From Home, they're not really hot in here because they're all they're really good at them playing kids, and that's what you want. Um, but Jake Gyllenhaal is really hot in Far From Home. So is Aunt May. Um, so I would say I'll have to give the hotness to Far From Home. If we talk about humor, both these movies are so funny. I friggin' love both of them. Into the Spider-Verse has so much, like, meta comedy. It just kind of, it doesn't take itself too seriously. It dives into the comic bookiness, but also it dives into, like, realness, too. And there's so much comedy with, like, his family and his dynamic with his dad and he, him being a cop and going to a new school and all that type of comedy. And then when you get introduced to all the other Spider-Men, so funny. Like I said, my favorite moments of when they're uh, showing other origins. That's hilarious. 
Uh, Spider-Ham is so funny. John Mulaney is amazing. Nicholas Cage as Spider-Noir so funny. They do really good. And it's just kind of... And it's like circumstantial funniness too. Like when uh, Jake Johnson's Spider-Man and... uh, Let's just call him Fat Spider-Man. Fat Spider-Man and uh, Miles are like sneaking into like Kingpin's lair. I don't remember like what place it was was it oscorp i don't know but they're sneaking in there and um he he's uh miles is like stuck to the ceiling and he can't figure out how to come down he's like just relax and how do you relax you start singing that post malone song sunflower what's actually the the uh sound the soundtrack to end the spiderwars is awesome and i love that song so it's so good so that's done really well that's hilarious um i love when they also meet aunt may She's really good, and uh, she says something about, like, can you sign me up for a dating app or something because I need to get out of the house. That's always funny. And I just, I think that I want to lean towards the humor on Into the Spider-Verse because it's just, uh, it almost feels like smarter comedy to me or something. It's my type because it's really, the movie knows its audience, so if... I, like regular viewers who aren't really big into comic books or into Spider-Man comic books and stuff can still get the humor and laugh and love this, but also people who are really in to the know the whole lore and everything. It's also like jokes for them too. That's really funny. So uh, the humor is awesome in both, and I just have to lean towards into Spider-Verse. Far From Home has a lot of good humor bits too, like. The supporting cast, really, like, the teachers, uh, Ned, so funny, him and his girlfriend, they, like, meet on the plane and instantly are, like, together, and then by the end of the movie, they're like, yeah, we broke up, um, they're kind of, so they're like, babe, like, that's, that's really funny moments, too, uh, Peter and MJ is just dynamic, is awesome, and they're always hilarious together, but I'm gonna have to say Into the Spider-Verse wins in humor for me, just because it's, it's a different type of comedy, and I really like that type of comedy where it's uh, uh, it's just meta. That's what it is. It knows that it's a comic book, and it knows that people who are watching it are gonna get these jokes. And even if people don't get them, there there's still other aspects of the movie that's hilarious. And so humor goes to End of Spider-Verse. Now, if we talk about the heroes... Both of the movies have really good heroes. Uh, if we go into Far From Home, Tom Holland's Peter Parker is one of my favorite. He's probably my favorite live-action Spider-Man. Um, Miles Morales, though, in the mo- in in the Spider-Verse, he's a very good hero too. They're both like kids learning what it is to become a hero, um, and so it. I- it's hard for me to like describe exactly which hero should win. I think that Into the Spider-Verse has to win for heroes just because there's so many of them because um, we just get so many Spider-Man. And that's why this movie is kind of not fair to compete towards other ones because we get Spider-Gwen, which is she's amazing and badass and fabulous. Love her. Spider-Ham is hilarious. Uh, Penny Parker, she's really funny with her robot. Um... Uh, Spider-Noir, Peter B. Parker, he is kind of a, 
like he's at the point in his career where he's like done being a hero and he's kind of just going through the motions and he that's his story arc throughout the movie is that towards the end of the movie he's ready to sacrifice himself for this because he's lost everything he lost aunt may he lost his wife and he lost like his body he's not like his super ripped anymore and everyone keeps commenting on that which is really funny and so the heroes i think might have to go to into spider-verse but the spider-man hero in far from home peter goes to a really good arc too because he's dealing with not wanting to save the world again and not wanting to be a hero now he wants to just go on vacation just be like a normal kid and he literally just came off of avengers endgame where he or infinity where he went to space but endgame he was fighting in like the one of the biggest battles in the entire mcu and now he just wants to be like a normal kid and he deals with that of not being able to be a normal kid anymore and like learning that it takes time like not time but it takes uh well there isn't time like he wants time to just be normal and like there isn't because you have to once you become an avenger like you can't just put stuff on hold um that like when there's something attacking the earth you can't just be like well i want to go on vacation so i'm not going to do that today you have so he realizes that he through like ghosting <laughs> um through ghosting nick fury and him getting mad and finding him and knocking out ned that it's uh he realizes that he can't and he kind of has to deal with his responsibility and so he has a really good story arc throughout that too um i'm gonna but there's just in the spider-verse just has so many heroes it's literally just more than him so i'm gonna have to give heroes to the spider-verse now heart both movies have a lot of heart with Into Spider-Verse, we're talking about, he his he finds out that his uncle Aaron, well, first of all, he sees, like, our Spider-Man die. And then he sees that, un, that the villain that's trying to kill him is his uncle that he looks up to and his favorite person in the world. And then he sees his uncle die. And then his father thinks that Spider-Man killed him. So there's a lot of heart there. And he, um, and the rest of the Spider-Verse crew kind of doesn't believe in him and they just don't think he's ready and he go and he thinks he does and and that's when my favorite line when he goes just a leap of faith and he realizes that he's gonna take that leap of faith and he doesn't care if he falls or not and that's when he goes and makes his own costume which we also get a we both get a making the costume scene in both movies um but i like miles whole story behind that more and yeah so there's so much heart there and it portrays really well and you get like teary-eyed even watching just like a cartoon of him when his uncle dies and then they all he talks to the other spider-man and they're all like yeah like we've all been through it we've all lost someone and we all have kind of a reason for becoming a hero like that inciting incident in a movie that makes someone go like 
uh, be like a call to action for it's usually Uncle Ben. They all basically they say they all have had an Uncle Ben that died, and so that's really good. Um, the heart in Far From Home is Peter basically dealing with the death of Tony Stark and everyone putting all this pressure on him to become like the new Iron Man, which is really strange to me. I don't understand why they want they would want him to become the next Iron Man. That's just kind of out of nowhere, I know, because he has, like, an iron spider suit, I guess, but it just seems strange that everyone's expecting Spider-Man to become the new Iron Man. I mean, I know there's really not many other Avengers, like, on Earth right now, um, so, but, yeah, they're, everyone's just act, asking when he's going to take up the mantle, and that's a lot for him to handle, and he's really still grieving over losing Tony. I mean, that was, like, his father figure that he loved and he saw him die and it's a lot to deal with and i and he also and i like how mysterio taps into his head and makes him relive all of his traumatic memories and we also i noticed on my rewatch he has a when he's packing up his things to go on vacation on his briefcase it says be something p i think it's like bjp and i'm assuming it's ben parker's briefcase so i really want to know what like how i'm assuming his uncle ben died but i want to know if it was aunt may's husband i just want to know this version of uncle ben because we don't know it and because they kind of just skipped over the origin in the latest tom holland movies uh but i just think the heart also has to go to into spider-verse it Tom Holland is an amazing actor, and when he's, like, on that plane, on the plane towards the end of the movie, and he's all, like, beat up, and he feels like he's let everyone down, and he's like, I just miss him so much, he's talking to Happy, like, that is such a good, engaging scene, and Tom Holland is, he's, he's a really good actor, like, when he does, like, the teary-eyed scenes of being sad, he does it so well, and that's really engaging, gripping to me, I remember being so sad watching that and it's so it is close the heart is like pretty even but i think it leans a little more towards into spider-verse i just remember getting more um getting into my feels more a little bit more with into spider-verse and they do it very well and that's it and then we go into hotness and hotness has to go from far from home because into spider-verse there ain't people so that is it three to one into spider-verse wins and both of these movies are amazing um let's just i just want to talk about the villains i know like i usually do a tiebreaker for the villains but i just want to talk about them so the villain really in into spider-verse it's kingpin he's the one that's creating these wormholes through all the different dimensions and Kingpin just wants to get his family back, like his Vanessa, which I only knew of Vanessa from the Daredevil series on Netflix. Such a good show. I love that show so much. If you guys haven't watched it, watch it. Season three is one of the best seasons of television I've ever seen. And so Vanessa and his son died. And it's because they witnessed him like almost killing Spider-Man and then they rush out and get in a car accident after leaving. And so he like blames himself and kind of Spider-Man. And so that's why he's trying to get his family from another universe. That's why he's doing all this. So that's a really good reason for 
uh, a villain. Like, it's a good uh, reason for a villain to to be a villain to start all this. And there's obviously the Doc Ock, um, and there's Uncle Aaron or other villains, but Kingpin is really the main one. And the villain in Far From Home is Mysterio, played by Jake Gyllenhaal, and there's, like, this big reveal halfway through the movie that you find out that Jake Gyllenhaal... Oh, played by Mysterio, or playing Mysterio. Mysterio is acting like a hero, and it's because he wants to be a hero. He wants people to think of him as a hero. He wants to, so he uses all these special effects to create these fake elemental monsters, and so he looks like a hero. He wants to create an Avenger, Avengers level threat that only he can save. And the reason he wants to do this is because he is mad at um uh tony stark and iron man for giving all of his technology to peter which is kind of messed up that he gave like a multi-billion dollar like satellite like defense mechanism thing to a child but you know whatever (laughs) um but not reason to become mysterio so um i i don't know it was just predictable he was predictable to me because i knew that he was going to be evil and I knew that I just knew everything about Mysterio, so it was predictable to me. But he did really good. I think Jake Gyllenhaal pulled it off well, and it was kind of and they did tweak it a little bit, so I didn't exactly know why. Like I didn't know, like I wasn't expecting that he was worked for Stark Industries and like all the people he's working with were screwed over by Tony Stark at some point. So that was really cool. Um, but I think, again, the villain has to go to End of Spider-Verse because it's it's just more compelling reason to me as to why he did all this. Uh, but both were really good. But Far From Home was a fun rewatch. It is a cool movie, but it just doesn't add up. to. It's not high up there on all the movies, especially compared to End of Spider-Verse. End of Spider-Verse is just, hands down, one of my favorite films Like I've watched in a long time. It's so good. It's very rewatchable. I'll probably rewatch it again when I do the semifinals. But yeah, so In the Spider-Verse wins round four. I mean, it has to be. I think everyone is going to guess that. Strangely enough, though, last... I do a poll on Instagram to see which film you guys think should win. And last week, Spider-Man 3 won, which is so weird because I think Homecoming is a way better film than Spider-Man 3, but most people on Instagram were saying that Spider-Man 3 is a better movie. And I was very shocked by that. So I'm going to be, I'm going to post my uh, brackets so far and I'm going to post what I think went one and then what the listeners thought one. And it's a little different. And that is all for the first four rounds. And then now next week I'm going to be doing semifinals. The semi-finals next week, it's going to be The Amazing Spider-Man 1 versus Spider-Man 2. And I think, I'm pretty sure Spider-Man 2 is going to win. I like Spider-Man 2 a lot. But I don't know, I'll have to put them up against each other. Lindsay's going to join me on this one, so I'm going to have her rewatch those movies because she probably hasn't seen them in a long time. And it's going to be fun, and we're going to get closer and closer to figuring out which Spider-Man is the best Spider-Man. We're getting there. In the Spider-Verse 1 this week. So as always, guys, remember to rate, review, subscribe. Subscribe on our YouTube channel now. Follow us on Instagram, uh, Movie Attic Pod. You can email us. 
and send us suggestions. I've been getting some movie suggestions of what you guys want me to watch. There's some horror movies I'm going to watch. So we're going to have a good time. Later this week, we're going to be reviewing a show called The Boys on Amazon Prime. If you guys haven't watched that, watch it. It's such a good show. Season two, the trailer just dropped, so I'm going to do a reaction to that and to, and to the new Lucifer on Netflix trailer that just dropped. So we'll be doing a reaction to those. But as always, guys, use protection.